Okay, what's going on guys? Welcome to a new video on the channel. Today, I'm going to be presenting my thesis behind my investment in Warner Bros. Discovery. Now, for those who may not know, on April 8th, there was a merger between Warner Media and Discovery. This was an interesting merger and for many reasons, which we're going to be covering within this video. I also want to give credit to Rob at The Popular Investor for putting this stock on my radar. So what I'm going to do in this video is talk about each company separately and follow up with a few words about the industry. Then I'm going to talk about the deal structure, how it was financed, and I'm also going to finish off with synergies and also share a few thoughts about the new combined company and why I think WBD stock is a tremendous investment at today's valuation. But before we go any further, I would just like to disclose that I am currently long WBD calls and that goes without saying that any information that's contained within this video should not be construed as investment advice. All right, so let's hop right into it. And of course, let's finagle this bagel. So Discovery's content spans multiple genres such as documentaries, history, exploration, nature, sports, health, and kids. On the flip side, if we look at what HBO and Time Warner currently offer, it's completely different from Discovery. HBO and Time Warner owns massive brands like Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, DC Comics, and Friends. Now, by combining Discovery's non-fiction content alongside HBO and Time Warner's massive brands, mixed together, we have a holistic, multifaceted offering that's suited for an entire family. And I will talk about this a bit more later, but in such a competitive market, the company's moat is their content offering. And unlike Netflix, both parties within this merger own their own content, which is a significant value add to investors because it increases their margins by a wide amount. And these are assets that are gonna be used and streamed on their platforms. Before going on to market share, I also want to mention that in a series of tweets that we saw from the CEO of Discovery from last September, so this was quite a while ago, the deal has been in the works for quite a while, uh, the CEO of Discovery revealed that they were working on a big plan that was going to be put into execution the moment that the merger goes through. And so the point of this is that Discovery Plus at the time was very cautious about over-investing into Discovery Plus at the moment before the merger happened. And that's because seeing as this merger has been in the works for a while, the plan was essentially to scale and to market both of the products, the merge company, together, which to me makes total amount of sense. Uh, essentially, the company just wants to get more bang for their buck. Now, what this means is that the major investments within the platform have only just started in the month of April, ever since both companies merged. This means a lot of future expected growth, but at the same time, what it means with regards to Discovery Plus on its own is that the growth that we've seen, that we've observed, has been mostly organic. And that, of course, is something that we are going to weigh into our uh, investment thesis when talking about Discovery on its own. Now, moving on to market share, looking only at HBO and Discovery Plus, we have 73.8 million subscribers just for HBO uh, at the end of 2021. That represents a pretty massive number. Then we also have Discovery Plus, which ended the quarter one of 2022 with 24 million subscribers 
up 2 million subscribers in just one quarter. That represents approximately like a 9% increase in subscriber count in just one quarter. Now, speaking about the competition, we have, of course, Netflix, which has 221 million subscribers. As we all know, they have been struggling to retain users and only saw an increase if we normalize the results, excluding Russia. They've managed to attain an increase in subscriber count of only 200,000 users in the last quarter. Moving on, another very big competitor, we have Prime, which had 200 million subscribers as of Q1, marking a growth of 50 million subscribers in just one year. And finally, the last streaming service I want to compare it to is Disney+, Plus, which ended the quarter with 130 million subscribers. Now, if we take both HBO and Discovery+, Plus alone, it seems like each company is lagging the competition, especially HBO, uh, which has significantly lacked its competitors due to a lack of international growth and as well as AT&T's unfocused management. But the thing is, together, both of these companies, Discovery is going to give HBO the infrastructure as well as the focus it needs to become an international industry leader. And if you add the subscriber count of both companies together, we have the makings of a media giant that can easily reach, in my opinion, 150 to 200 million subscribers in the likes of giants like Netflix and Disney. As I mentioned previously, Discovery is going to give HBO the infrastructure and the platform to improve its adoption rate. The user experience at the moment for HBO is completely horrible. So on one hand, we have Discovery Plus that has over 30,000 ratings in the Apple Store with a near perfect score out of five of 4.7. And this suggests that the rollout, the delivery of Discovery Plus has been very successful and very positively received among its audience. But here's the thing. On the flip side, we have HBO, which has had more than suboptimal ratings with an average score of 2.8 out of 5 with over 45,000 ratings. That, ladies and gentlemen, suggests to me that there might be some room for improvement with HBO. But, you know, as they say, always buy the worst house in the best neighborhood. So that's the thing. HBO's content is absolutely fantastic, but their delivery is suboptimal. So Discovery is going to come in the picture. They're going to bring their infrastructure, improve HBO's adoption rate, improve the user experience, lower the customer churn, and that in itself is something that is incredibly valuable and perhaps underestimated by the street. That's for sure. The way you can see it, it's like HBO is, is just like a rough diamond that just needs a tiny bit of polishing. Now, moving on with regards to ARPU, average revenue per user, the product for Discovery specifically is still very early in its rollout. And I think that that's where the opportunity lies with regards to Discovery. And that's because Discovery is in itself a relatively new product. And given that information, it's nice to see that the reception has been so positive. But going back to ARPU, what I wanted to say is, historically, Discovery had more of an advertising revenue business model. Now with the pivot towards direct-to-consumer DTC, Discovery has the opportunity to increase its average revenue per user by quite a lot. So let's take a look. For the advertising business, the ARPU was only $10 USD per user per year. Whereas now, with the direct-to-consumer platform, Discovery Plus, the ARPU for this platform 
is around $40 USD per year, which represents four times more ARPU compared to the advertising revenue. Four times more ARPU, four times more revenue, four times more profitability. So let's just do some quick math right here, just for fun. Let's assume that all of Discovery's users are American, just for the sake of simplicity, and that all of these users choose $5.50 per month. So the calculation would be 5.5 times 24 million times 12 to annualize it, which would give $1.58 billion USD of revenue for the year. And that would be assuming zero subscriber and pricing growth. Now, holding everything constant, if just for fun, we were to assume 100 million subscribers, which by the way, is approximately what they have at the moment. Warner Bros. Discovery is going to be bringing in something around $6.5 billion of revenue. And that's also excluding all of the company's other businesses, the licensing, the advertisement businesses. So moving on, there's something else I wanted to point out is that within the company's income statement, what you can see is that cost of revenues, what we can see is that it represents the company's main expense. And this expense, just to go into more detail, essentially consists of the costs of production to produce their content. And what's really interesting about this line item is that these assets that are produced, the movies, the documentaries, the shows, these are assets that can be sold in perpetuity on the Discovery Plus platform. But what does this mean? This essentially means that this expense is not necessarily a cost of revenue as they put it. It's technically more of a capital expenditure because the assets can be sold in perpetuity. And what, what this means is that this specific classification adversely affects gross profit. And by extension, what I'm trying to get to is that we can essentially rethink of Discovery's profitability in a whole new way. So if we were to normalize their 2021 net income by removing just half of the cost of revenue, let's assume that part of that is a direct cost of revenue and not a capital expenditure, let's just say, essentially just by removing half, we what, we, what you'd see is that net income would increase by 230% from $1 billion to $3.3 billion. And by extension, for the year of 2021, the EPS would increase from $1.54 for the year to over $5 per share. If we do this similar calculation for quarter one, what I do is take 456 and add to that $600 million. And what you'll find is that the company brought in a billion dollars and 56 million in net income for the quarter. Now, divide that by the shares outstanding. And what you'll find is that instead of having brought in uh, 69 cents of EPS for the quarter, we'd be somewhere more around $1.5 of EPS, something like that. And so in reality, the company is quite a bit more profitable than you may think. But also on top of that, because of the rollout of Discovery Plus, which is a relatively new platform, we also have the merger, which incurred a lot of one-time costs. Because of those things, SG&A and marketing have been quite higher than usual. But over the long term, these costs are going to normalize. And what's also encouraging is to see is that despite all of this, the company is still free cash flow positive. So I know this is a lot of information to digest and a lot of stuff to talk about, but 
what I'm going to do at the moment is essentially cut this video in half. And the reason why I want to do that is because as I'm going through all of this, I'm discovering that there's a lot more stuff to talk about than I had anticipated. I don't want this to be like a like a 40 minute long video. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut it in half and I'm going to finish the rest of my thesis in a, a separate video. The other thing is I also want to get this video to you uh, in the fastest time possible. So in my next video, the stuff I want to take a quick peek at are the things that have to do with the company's debt. I'm going to talk about their leverage and the plan to deleverage the business in the upcoming quarters. I'm going to go over the company's free cash flow, various different ratios, their free cash flow to enterprise value. And finally, in my next video, I'm going to talk about the differences in valuation that I find to be noteworthy between Discovery Plus and Disney Plus. So that pretty much concludes my thoughts for today. I hope that you enjoyed the video and that I brought you value. And if you did, if you appreciate all of this effort that goes into making these videos, if you don't mind just dropping a like for me, I would really appreciate it. Also consider checking out the private stock group. The link is in the description below. It's elblancofinance.com. It's only $6 a month if you want to join. If you have any questions whatsoever, whether it be with regards to the private stock group or Warner Bros. Discovery, whatever the case, my DMs are always open. Feel free to shoot me a message. I'm generally a very accessible kind of guy. So that's it for me. I will see you guys in the next one. Peace out.